So both of us right now are watching Germany play Canada in the quarterfinal, semifinal, whatever. A very important game in the Olympics right now. The men of Germany are beating Canada as we stand. With 10 minutes and 18 seconds left in the third period, Germany is up by one. Canada just got a goal. They've gotten two goals in this period so far. So Canada is roaring back in this game, and it's going to be a really fun ride come to the finish. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. So we're watching that this morning. Um, welcome to the show. We are here at my apartment, and uh, JT has joined me. We have to record our show early a little bit today. This is the first time we've recorded in the morning, and um, it's a different dynamic I guess you could say. Don't you think so, JT? Yeah, you know, get up in the morning and make sure I eat breakfast and get ready for work. You don't have to work till 1030, so we still got plenty of time. But the I-4 traffic on in Orlando, man, I, I just don't understand. Like, I'm trying to get here, and the traffic's backed up for miles, and there's no accident anywhere in sight. People, People just, just can't drive. They slow. can't drive. Well, I mean, and we have a lot of tourists here in Orlando, and, and people know that. So coming to Orlando and seeing these people drive around on the roads, a lot of them have never driven on American roads before. So they don't know what they're doing at all in a car. Um, so I don't think they should be getting a car in the first place, but they have to travel from one place to another. So... Boom! They have to get a rental car, and a lot of the a lot of the international guests we have here in Orlando, they decide to get those big, those big vans, and they just pile people into them because they, they they're like twelve seaters, so they just pile their whole family or their whole class or whatever into a van, and they just cannot drive those things. It's um, absolutely absurd, but I mean, it is what it is. We chose this life, JT, and I guess we're going to pay the price for it. Well, it could be worse. Look at Los Angeles and New York and San Francisco. Now, that's awful. The worst traffic in the world. And, of course, we still can't top Atlanta. Yeah, true. At least not yet. True. I mean, I think we're getting close to topping um, those cities because our traffic is getting awful. And especially with Toy Story Land opening up in June. June 31st, by the way, it's opening up. Uh, No, June 30th. 30th. I'm sorry. 30th. There's not. There's no 31 days in June. <laughs> See, it's early in the morning, JT. Um, Get your coffee, Dylan. June Get your 30th. Coffee. I did already. Uh, June 30th. Um, Toy Story Land's opening up. Then we have the the Phase One of Star Wars Land opening up yeah. next year on Galaxy's Edge. So we're also working on that Star Wars Resort too. We are. So there's a lot of stuff happening in Walt Disney World, and that's what's going to bring a lot of the traffic to this area and so it's going to get worse than it is right now unfortunately so we got to prepare for that and that's what disney's kind of doing some road road work road work right now they actually had one of the apple maps vans driving around property yesterday which is pretty cool to see so i don't know it's gonna be interesting in the next few years but well scar would say in the movie the lion king be prepared yes but anyway guys i know you didn't this is not a disney podcast it is not it is, it is not, not what you all tuned in for you tuned in to sports sports and guess what we're talking about today we're talking about the olympics because we're watching them right now so with the olympics uh, actually now canada's on the power play so they got a two-minute power play there so they can tie the game pretty easily but let's go with um recapping some of the games that have been happening so far so we've seen some incredible athletes 
yeah, in this know, Olympics your boy, so far. Uh, Nathan Chen, we talked about him last week. We did. He, he actually – uh, His worst performance – in the Olympics, Awful. and then the next night he rebounded. He big lit time. it Six up. Six quads? Are you kidding me? He lit it up. He I mean, sure did. He, he came up short, but he still lit yeah, it up. Yeah, he went from 17 to fifth place. I mean, if he had not had a bad start in the first round, he would have won a medal. He no would question. have. He would. He would have went on the podium um, for sure. But it, you know, it, the good thing is Nathan's really, really young. So, oh yeah. In four years, I mean, he'll still be. A, a, a fantastic skater. I'm sure he'll learn from this experience and take it with him to the next Olympics. But I can't wait to see what this kid does. He's going to be one of the Olympic stars in the next come in next few Olympics we have. And so I'm really excited to see what he can do on the ice whenever he comes back to the Olympics. But we've had some incredible runs um, with these Olympic athletes. So what are some of the who are some of the athletes that have stuck out in your head, in your mind, JT, watching these Olympics this year? Well, the Shabatani, the Shabatani, I hope I said that right, siblings did really well in their uh, figure skating routine, so that's been very interesting. Um, obviously, we had curling. Uh, we do have some Russian athletes. <laughs> the Olympic athletes of Russia, they still got their Olympic athletes participating in the tournament, and they're still getting athletes getting banned. <laughs> For doping, because there was a couple of them. Like one of the current yeah. athletes was. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. Um, David Wise yep. in the ski half pipe. Mm-hmm. He's phenomenal. He got gold medal in that. Yep. And then uh, Lindsey Vaughn. I know she didn't do well in the G, Super G last week. Uh, she came up just short of meddling. Um, but for the downhill, she did really well and got a bronze medal. So she's going to finish up her career. Uh, Would you say that's really medal. well, though? Would you say that's really well? No, but I think her Vaughn, she was expecting you know to do well because she didn't miss she missed the last Olympics. So yeah, true. to come back and, and medal, I mean that's still an accomplishment. Would you say that she is the biggest disappointment we've had in the Olympics so far in Amer- with American athletes? Because I mean she had such such uh, high standards coming into this Olympics. We, we had such high hopes for her, and she got a bronze medal in one event and didn't even medal. In the second event she she was in, so it's kind of it's it was pretty bad. Yeah, Dylan. But like I said, you, you kind of look how looking for an open mind, and I think Lindsey Vaughn knew this was going to be our last race, and considering that she didn't participate in the Sochi Olympics four years ago, she just wanted to go out on top. And you know, for her getting a medal, that's probably all that mattered. Um, the Olympic athletes, for the, the the Americans overall, I think we thought we were going to do a little better, and we picked it up late. Because remember last week, Dylan, we only had like 10 medals. Right now, we're at 21. So we've really picked it up in the last week. When we it have. looked like we were going to do really well. We have. It looked like Norway was just going to destroy everybody. And USA, we, we barely finished with 15 medals. Because they were saying, as of last weekend, this past weekend, USA could have finished with the lowest medal count in like 100 years. Crazy. Wow. But wow. we don't have to worry about that. So that's good. That's really good. Yeah. And on top of that, Dylan, you know, the South Koreans... They've hosted this tournament really well and done a phenomenal job. And I didn't get much chance to watch the Korean hockey team, but those players, they got a standing ovation after they lost to Finland in the qualification round for the hockey. So those guys did a really, really good job, uh, played hearts out for every game, and that was really awesome. Uh, speaking of hockey, Dylan, Team USA, the men. Man, I, I watched a game in the qualification round against Slovakia, in USA, Dylan, we did really good. We won 5-1. Uh, that was like our best game. Yeah. Because 
We lost to Slovenia. We beat Slovakia 3-2 barely. We got shut out by the Olympic athletes of Russia. For, well, they're an incredible nothing. team, though. They're a really good oh, team, I know, though. I know. It, it, the thing with you at Team USA Hockey, what was disappointing was, was that I think they didn't have enough time to gel. I think they said, uh, Tony Granato, the coach, said they only had like maybe a month, month and a half to gel this team together. Wow. And most of this team, Dylan, was free agents, AHL minor league players, and college kids. We didn't have obviously any NHL players. Yeah, thanks, Gary Bettman, for that. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, the team just was inconsistent. You saw the games, the way they played. It's just they had a good game, then they had a game where they dropped off, but they had a good game and a game. And that game against Slovakia in the qualification round, they looked like they were taking it off the, the pedal off the medal after they were up 2 nothing, And then they were up 3 nothing, and then Slovakia got a goal. You thought they were going to turn around, and in the third period, they just took it. But that game against Czech Republic, man... That was a heartbreaking loss. It's tough. It's tough. I mean, Czech Republic actually, I mean, they played against the Olympic athletes of Russia. Russia shut them out, actually. So Czech Republic is going for the bronze after we figure out who is going to be playing. Either Germany or Canada will be playing against Czech Republic for the bronze. Um, The gold medal match, the gold medal game, will actually be really, really good this year. I think that both of these teams are very skilled. And going up against a very, very strong Russian team, I think it'll be a really good um, final to watch. But, you know, uh, I I think that it just wasn't our year for men's hockey. Uh, I think that Gary Bettman made a statement with not letting the NHL players go to their respective countries to play in the Olympics this year. And I hope and pray that they change it in, the, in in four years to where they can actually play because I think it'll be much more exciting to watch if we're able to see the actual All-Stars play. It's like going to an All-Star game and seeing the B-Squad. You know, it, it just it's not the same. Not the same. So hopefully we can see some NHL stars in four years, be on the ice um, in the Olympics, but we'll just have to wait and see. So let's move on to um, women's hockey because they killed it. They USA Women's, they made history. They waited 20 years because the last time, Dylan, the U.S. women's hockey team won a gold medal was at the 1998 Winter Olympics in Nagano, Japan. That's 20 years ago, Dylan. Yeah, yeah. I was like nine years old. That's yeah. how long ago it was. It might be a trend, though. They might be trending to where they get a gold medal every 20 years. Well, remember, Dylan, Canada was like, what, on a 24-game Olympic winning streak? And... Canada, for the women, had always dominated, won gold medals. They beat the U.S. women's hockey team, I think it was in overtime, the last Olympics in Sochi. So for the women, for them to hang in there and bounce back and win that game 3-2 in a shootout, when they came back late to win that game, it was it was just amazing. And, you know, the women's hockey team have done exceptionally well, especially waiting this long to make it happen. And, you know, the women's team, they've done a really good job. So we'll see how this is going to help them moving forward because the next Winter Olympics is going to be in China, in Beijing in 2022. So, and the women's game, remember, Dylan, I think it was like maybe 10, maybe 12 years ago, there was talk that the Olympics were going to drop women's hockey because it was always Canada, USA, and everybody else was getting blown out. Yeah. And they said U.S. hockey, or hockey in general has to close the gap. 
and they've done that. The, a lot of the nations have improved the game. Sweden, Finland, uh, Japan's even made the last couple of Olympics in women's hockey. So they're getting there. But Canada and USA, man, this is a rivalry that's going to continue to happen time and time again. Because not only you have the Olympics, you have the World Championships. And USA, they always beaten Canada in the World Championships. But the Olympics, it's been a different story until now. Yeah. Well, um, we'll talk more about that game in just a little while during my winners and losers. Yeah. I have something to say about the um, Can- Canadians with their silver medal um, presentation. So we'll talk about that later in the show. So let's move on to some football news. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers cut the muscle hamster, Doug Martin, the running back there in Tampa. What do you think about this move, JT? Uh, a part of me may could say surprise, but I'm kind of not. Considering he was coming back from an injury the previous season. Well, I mean, so, he was he was injured like the past three seasons, wasn't he? Like yeah. he, he's been injured a lot in his career. Yeah, but he was he missed most of the time this past not this past season, but the season before. And this year he's played some games. Yeah, he missed a couple, but he was pretty much helped for the most part. But the Bucks, I think they made a decision that look, we're going to focus on there's a running back heavy draft that's going to be coming up in the draft this year. So I'm thinking the Bucks, Dylan, are really going to push hard to get a running back in the draft. So now that Doug Freeman, I mean, Doug Martin is a free agent, where do you think he's going to end up in the NFL? Is there a team that's going to be calling his name very soon? I don't know, Dylan, because of his health history. I do expect that someone's going to sign him, you know, to get to the preseason and the training camp roster. But as of right now, I don't know, Dylan. A lot of rosters are in flux right now. You got the quarterback situation right now, Kirk Cousins. You got running backs galore where. There's not a lot of major spots open, except the Patriots. They're always bringing running backs. So we'll have to wait and see on that wide receivers, uh, what the Cleveland Browns are going to do. So th- there's a lot of uh, opportunities. A lot of job openings, I think, this season. That's going to open up for a lot of free agents when that situation starts next month. Yeah, and also, I mean, I mean his injury, injury history is pretty bad. Um, I, I, that's, that's the best way I can put it. It's pretty bad. So... Aside from that, though, he is a two-time Pro Bowler, so I think that he'll have an opportunity with a team. It just it might not be as much money as he's looking for, but, I mean, hey, if I were him, I would go to the team that wants me, first of all, and see if I can bounce back this season, play maybe a year with a team, and then hope to get more money the next season. Uh, I think that it's it's um, kind of a make-or-break season for him if he does sign with a team, which I'm sure he will in the offseason. But, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. We'll have to see where the cards fall, and hopefully Doug Martin can prove himself in the league and stay on the field for 16 games because if he does that, if he produces like he did three years ago, then I think that he can be a really good productive back for an NFL team out there. Well, the one thing I do, do know is the Bucks will definitely be in the market for another kicker as they also cut Nick Folk after uh, playing place on injury reserve. So kickers was a real struggle for a lot of teams last year. So that's definitely a market. If you, if you can kick a football, go talk some practice with some NFL teams and maybe you'll get a shot. But, and you know, and why they're looking at practice teams instead of they're looking in the college ranks is because college, there are no good kickers out there. Zero. I, I did not see a good kicker. In college football this season, I mean, if you if you saw one, JT, bring him up because I did not see one out there at all, and it, it's tough because I mean, you know, you, you just cannot find a good young kicker anymore, and you think about it, 
that kicker has one job to kick a football from point A and kick it through the uprights, which is point B. And if you can't do that, then why are you a freaking kicker in the first place? How do they get that position in the first place? I have no idea, Dylan. But speaking of kickers, the Indianapolis Colts have decided to bring back Adam Vinatieri. Oh, shocker. For his 23rd (laughs) season in the league. So even though he's 45, Dylan, He's still kicking the ball and doing a darn good job for some of these young kids. I don't know what they're doing. He's so still maybe kicking it. Adam Vinatieri should run a kicker's camp and teach some of these kickers how to kick a football. He should. You know, the funny thing is, I think what's going to happen in the next few years, we're going to see Adam Vinatieri walk out onto the field with a walker and <laughs> just kick footballs for the rest of his career. I, I think that he could really, if he continues to do this, he can really play well into his late 40s, maybe even early 50s, because, I mean, he doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. He's still got the leg. He's still got the the power to kick the ball through the uprights. Um, he can still kick 55, 60 yarders. So I think that it's great that the Colts have a kicker like that, and I, it's not surprising to see a team like the Colts holding on to a kicker like that because, I mean, they're few and far between. So it's great to see Adam Vinatieri getting a contract. Um, Baker Mayfield is not happy with the Manziel comparisons. And why do you think he would be, you know, not happy with that? That's that's kind of strange. Well, I've heard on ESPN a lot this week them talking about his character. And I think we see this a lot in the NFL when you get quarterbacks that are drafted. There's some quarterbacks that might have questionable history or did something bad while they were in school. And they think that might reflect on their character. Um, we saw this with Johnny Manziel, but he still got picked. And, well, we all know what happened to Johnny Manziel. He didn't make it past three seasons. Yeah. Now, to be fair, you cannot criticize Baker Midfield's passion. He is very passionate about the game of football. He practiced bleed sweat football, like Tim Tebow. And, you know, he's worked really hard to get to where he is, win the Heisman Trophy. I know, Dylan, there hasn't... When you're a Heisman Trophy winner, not many of them have been successful quarterbacks in the NFL. And the thing is with Johnny Manziel was the reason why he failed, he didn't put in the work effort. After his first season in Cleveland, he didn't show up to practice. No. He didn't care. No. He was too busy drinking, partying, and posting on social media. And he just didn't care about the work rate. His his game in the NFL didn't translate from college to the NFL. And he wasn't willing to make an effort to fix that. Like what Phillip Rivers did. Remember Phillip Rivers came in from NC State and was with the Chargers? He had that awkward throwing motion. Like he would throw like sideways and then throw the ball. <laughs> but like he's a baseball pitcher. He probably still does but that. He, he does that every once in a while. Yeah, though. He still yeah, sidearms it. Yeah, but he he kind of adjusted, fixed it. And I, Phillip Rivers is one of the you know top quarterbacks that's been in the league this long. So, but Baker Mayfield, I think it also depends on what team. I mean, I hope Cleveland. Cleveland, please don't do this. But, <laughs> but. Uh, there's other quarterbacks, like the UCLA quarterback they're looking at. Probably Josh Rosen. Him. Yep, Josh Rosen. And, I mean, there's a quarterback-heavy draft. So, those teams will have some options. But I think Baker Mayfield, it just depends on what situation he gets to fit in. But I think no matter what team picks him, like the Jets or the Broncos, I think the Broncos might be a good fit for him. They're, he's going to put in the work efforts to, to, to win fans. And, and we'll see how he does in the, his rookie season. But if he lights it up, I think he could do very well. I, I think that with... with his comparisons to um, Menzel, Johnny Football. I think that, listen, if you don't like those comparisons, 
Don't do what Johnny Football did. That that's the only thing you can do as Baker Mayfield. Go out there. You have a a path in front of you. You have a roadmap in front of you. It's just saying don't be like Johnny Menzel off the field. If if you can produce on the field every single Sunday and provide value for an NFL team like the Broncos, like um, the Jets, p- teams like that that need a quarterback, then guess what? They will bring you in and they will see if they can, if you can fit in their scheme. However, um, if you pull a Johnny Menzel and you're doing things off the field that you shouldn't be, drinking, going to rehab, uh, just partying all the time, then you're not going to be successful. Baker Mayfield has the keys to be successful in this league. And I think that what we saw it in Oklahoma. He is a motivator. He is a very, very good player. And, I mean, it's it's sad that he got he, he came up just short of going to the national championship game and winning. But, you know, he won the Heisman Trophy. He has the roadmap in front of him. Just don't do anything that Johnny Menzel did in his NFL career, and I think he'll be all set. Speaking of winning, the Canadians have fallen to the Germans 4-3, in the semifinals, so Germany and the Olympic athletes of Russia will be playing up against each other in the gold medal match, and then Canada and Czech Republic will be playing for bronze. That was a fantastic game, fantastic finish too. It was very, very close. They pulled their goalie with a minute and thirty seconds left in the game, but Canada just came up short to the Germans, four three, in the in the uh, semifinal round. Crazy. Crazy game to watch. So let's move on to some, uh, actually, Broncos news. The Broncos are in the market for a new quarterback. Do you think they'll go to the draft? Because they had so much success in the draft with with Paxton Lynch and uh, and um, Trevor Simeon. Or do you think they're going to go with a veteran guy like Kirk Cousins or somebody like that? Um, I don't know. It's up to John Elway what he wants to do. I think if I'm John Elway... I would really try to consider trying to get a veteran quarterback. Uh, I mean, it worked with Peyton Manning, and it took a few years, but he got a Super Bowl out of that. So uh, you tried the last couple of years with the rookie quarterbacks. It hasn't panned out. So I would really try to make a push for Kirk Cousins. Uh, you're the show in the money, like you did with Peyton Manning. That's what you got to do. Uh, there'll be other free agent quarterbacks available that you can try to make a run after. And the Broncos have to rebound. They have to rebound after what happened this past season, missing out in the playoffs and the Chiefs winning that division, the Raiders, and the Chargers being down. So uh, the Broncos got to come back. And I think if I'm John Elway, I'd make a run at a veteran quarterback. I think so, too. I mean, especially with Kirk Cousins being out there, being available. Although there are reports that Kirk Cousins is going to get a huge payday from the New York Jets if he decides to go there with a front-ended contract guaranteeing him almost $60 million in his first year. Um giving the Jets still about $30,000 of cap room to build around Kirk Cousins, which is phenomenal in and of itself. But, I mean, we just have to see what happens. I I hope the Broncos have learned their lesson when it comes to the draft. Because drafting a quarterback that high, especially a quarterback like a Trevor Simeon or a Paxton Lynch, um, guys who are not in established, established teams, established organizations in college. I mean, you know... They didn't go after a guy that was top of the SEC or top of the the um, Big Ten, things like that. They they went for guys that were kind of unknown with Paxton Lynch and Trevor Simeon. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in, in Denver. 
Um, and I, I do believe they will bring in a veteran quarterback, if not for the starting quarterback role, but for a mentor role for the new quarterback they do draft. Devin Dillon. All right, let's go on to some basketball news. And this week for basketball, mostly about the NBA. Of course, the NBA, they just had their all-star game this past (laughs) weekend in Los Angeles. And there was a lot of drama going on in the NBA, news cycle-wise, of course. The one big thing everyone was talking about in the NBA was about the playoffs and reseeding the format and everything. And the commissioner, Adam Silver, was saying, you know, we've been talking about switching the format. So instead of going from like East West top eight teams, we might do one versus 16. And you, he's thinking about doing like one 14 top four teams get in. And then like the 15 to 18 place team would do like a play in game. Like we've seen the NCAA tournament uh, for the playoffs. So those are some ideas they talked about. I don't know if it's going to happen anytime soon, but I know the NBA. My only concern was, because I posted this on Twitter, Dylan, was if they go this, it's an intriguing idea. I like it. But then you won't have, like, Lakers-Celtics because they could meet in, like, the, the semifinals or something. So now on top of the travel, you got to go back and forth. And the NBA playoffs, it's already dragging out long enough. The NHL finished their playoffs in, like, two weeks, and the NBA still around one while the NHL's in, like, Near round three, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that's my whole concern. We'll see what happens with that. But anyway, the All-Star game was pretty entertaining. You had uh, LeBron James, his team, defeating Team Stefan, 148 to 145. Very close game. Very entertaining game. And the All-Star game was, you know, a success. And the NBA, you know, they had a little bit of break. They didn't start playing again until last night. But the break that was for a few days, there was a lot of drama in the news yesterday, Dylan out in San Antonio as the Spurs. All news about Kawhi Leonard right now. Kawhi Leonard, he's been dealing with a quad injury. He's missed 50 games this season. So the Spurs, the issue is, Dylan, that they feel that Kawhi Leonard is lashing out the team's doctors and saying he doesn't trust them. And we heard rumors about he wants to get out of San Antonio because he feels he's not the star and let LaMarcus Aldridge gain all the attention. I feel, Dylan, Kawhi Leonard... If you're healthy, just get out and go play. Like, what are you doing? I mean, that's what you're like, getting paid to do. You're paying you all this money to play. But I'm thinking, Dylan, that a few months ago when Kawhi Leonard was saying, oh, I want to get out of San Antonio, I want to play in the big market, that's been the trend of all these superstars of lately. Oh, I want to get out of this small market and go play for a bigger team. Okay, but before we continue, yeah. small market. San Antonio is not a small market. At all, by terms, any means. It is only because... For basketball, for ba- though. Because basketball's the only team. It's Greg Popovich, though. I know. I, I, hey, it, I know. I don't consider it a small market. A small market, maybe but because they only have one Houston team. Houston and Dallas? Well, yeah, but I, I still... I, New York it's a City, huge team. They, they are a massive team oh, yeah. in the Western Conference. And, I mean, they're the Spurs. I know that, Dylan. We're even in third place. We've, we, don't have, we haven't had Kawhi Leonard for... Most of the season, and yet we're in third place in the Western Conference. All behind, of course, the Rockets and the Warriors. But, well, Kawhi Leonard, I, this is the thing I don't understand. If he comes back and plays, you know, I don't feel he's going to be committed to the team. And we all know, Dylan, next season, he has a player option after the 2018-19 season. He's a player option. He could decline it and become a free agent in the 2019 season. And, Dylan, he fired his agent. He fired his agent and replaced him with... His uncle. And anytime you fire your agent and you replace it with your fa- a family member, 
you know that's not a good sign. It's the end of the road for Kawhi Leonard and so, San Antonio. It's looking that way, Dylan. It's looking that way. And the Spurs, if I'm the Spurs, here's what I do. You talk to him and getting a contract extension because the Spurs know you train him now, you're not getting anything for him. Not, not teams are going to give up a lot knowing he only has one year left in his contract. So what I would do, you do like what LeBron James, we left to go to Miami. You do a sign and trade. You get him in a long-term contract. You trade him to a team, preferably in the Eastern Conference like the Celtics. Don't trade him to Lakers. And then, or Cleveland, LeBron leaves. You can send him there. And then, you know, Spurs will get some assets in return that are going to help Spurs. Now, Spurs, we know great Popovich we trust. He's going to have some player. Who, who knows? He's probably in Europe right now. Give him three years. He's going to come to the league. And then he's going to be a rock star. Because that's what the Spurs do. They bring in, they like to the players to develop. And once they come in, they'll come in. So, We'll see how it goes with Kawhi Leonard. But, yeah, I agree, Dylan. It's not looking like he's going to stay anytime soon. Yeah, because once you lose trust in an aspect of your team, especially with the doctors, then that relationship is over with. Now, you're saying that you want them to sign a contract extension for Kawhi so he stays that he can um, have more leverage when it comes to trading him because he'd be a bigger asset if you trade him with a contract extension. I don't think that Kawhi wants to even sign a contract extension with them. I don't even think he, he wants the uh, because if what if what happens if he signs a contract extension and no one wants him? If no, that's, that's the case, too. then he's stuck in San Antonio for several years, three more years, let's say. And I don't think he wants to do that. I, I think that he would rather let his contract run out completely, become a free agent, and go somewhere else instead of doing this whole oh well let's sign you to a contract extension, you might be able to get picked up by a team, you might not, we'll see what happens. Because, I mean, he's not on their nice list right now. He's not on the front office of the San Antonio Spurs, um, their their list of their best players that they love, uh, they hold dear to their hearts. Because, I mean, he's acting this way. He's acting like a child for, you know, sitting out 50 games. I mean, he he's healthy right now. He can play right now. He can be on the court right now, but he's not. He's throwing a temper tantrum. And at this point, you've gotten to this position because of the San Antonio Spurs. You've gotten to this position because of Greg Popovich. But you're not grateful for it at all. Like, where, where's, the, where's the respect level of Kawhi Leonard right now? It's fluctuating. It's fluctuated this entire season. And, I mean, you know, we he's a very quiet guy. He was before last season. Last season, he started getting a little bit more vocal. But before that, though, he was just getting on the court, playing his game, putting up numbers, and adding to his legacy in San Antonio. But now, he can't even do that. He's not even on the freaking court. <laughs> like, he's... I don't get it. I just don't understand that situation. Uh, Kawhi needs to get his priorities straight, and I don't think his uncle's going to help him straighten that out anytime soon. So, No, I agree, Dylan, but we'll have to wait and see. It's going to be an interesting summer, that's for sure. Uh, the, speaking of the NBA, the NBA being back in the court, it was back in the court last night, and of course, our Atlanta Magic, we had a game against New York Knicks at home. We lost of course. 120 to 113. Of course. Uh, the, we have like, what, 17 or 18 wins this season? Something like that, yeah. We're not going to the playoffs. No, <laughs> we're not even the sniffing Orlando the playoffs. The Bears got a better chance to make the playoffs than we do. Yeah, they do. But, um, yeah, the Magic, starting off the All-Star break with a loss. 
the Wizards, they snapped the Cavaliers' four-game uh, winning streak they had before the All-Star break. The Wizards beat them 110-103. to I guess Steph was upset he lost the All-Star game. That's yeah, why. Yeah, So Yeah, that chip on his well, shoulder. Well, had like over 30 points in that game, and... Uh, it was the first home game for all those new players for the Cavaliers to trade for. So the Cavaliers are very excited. But LeBron James, he said after the game, look, it's going to take our team a while to gel, get teams going. I know we're on a hot streak, but we're going to bounce back. So no worries. And the Thunder beat the Kings 110 to 107. And of course, the Warriors, Steph Curry, as you said, he was angry about the All-Star game. He bounced his team back with a, with a win, beating the Clippers 134 to 127. There you go. So let's move on to NHL hockey news. So NHL players, like I, we are un, unhappy about this, but NHL players players were very unhappy about not being able to play in the Olympics this year. They are eyeing 2022 in the Beijing Olympics right now. So what are the chances that Gary Bettman actually listens to his players and says, you know what, let's do the Olympics in four years? I don't know, Dylan. I think what's going to be the deciding factor in that is the next CBA negotiations. Now, according to the CBA current contract, the CBA expires in 2020, but both the NHL and the players have an option to opt out after next season, 2018-2019 season, I believe. So if one of them opts out, you know, Dylan, the players, if we get near a lockout situation, they are going to bargain to get to the Olympics for 2022. Oh, of they course. They are going to put all the pressure. Of course. And after all the anger the NHL got for missing the Olympics, look what happened to Team USA. Look what happened to Team Canada. They lost to Germany. Well, even and if no team... disrespect to Germany. Germany and the World Championships every May, they've done very well. And they brought those players to this Olympics. And look, Germany, they're going to their first gold medal game in the country's history. And you know, Dylan, Germany, hockey's not the number one sport. It's Football. Football. Soccer, that's yeah. more sport. Yeah. So it's yeah. crazy. But not only that, did you hear what Alex Ovechkin said? No. They asked him a couple weeks, uh, last week. I'm excited hey, for this. He, they asked him, hey, are you going to watch the Olympics this year? Ovechkin said, nope. Then he said, you know, I might watch a little bit of hockey. Then he says, oh, that's right. Thanks, Gary Batman. That's what he said. So, and Sidney Crosby, he clearly was not happy about missing the Olympics. No. He's like, I can help Team Canada, and now I can't because I'm here with Pittsburgh. Not that he hates Pittsburgh. He loves the Penguins. I'm going to say he would rather be in South Korea. And the NHL deal, I never understood this. They made this whole big deal about, oh, the IIHF ain't going to give us funding. Oh, the time zone difference in Korea, 14-hour time difference. Oh, we're going to miss uh, three weeks and not make any money and all this and shutting down the season. It's not good for us. Blah, 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 blah. And yet, you got some players like Brian Gianza. He's out there playing. Pavel Datsky. The KHL even sent their players. And we all know, Dylan, the KHL is only the second best hockey league behind the NHL. And they let their players go. And the KHL can do it. Why can't the NHL do it? And, you know, Gary Bettman's taking a lot of heat for this. But I think, Dylan, if the players put a lot of pressure... They're going in 2022, and I would expect them to be in China, especially Dylan. The NHLs are promoting in China already. They've had two preseason games there with the Kings, and they're playing uh, preseason games in China. It's a growing market for hockey, and they got a KHL team there. So I, the NHL knows in China they can make money, and the players know they can make money too. Yeah. So they know they cannot mess this up again. Well, they're not going to be making as much money if they if they actually had three weeks of games. So if they missed three weeks of games because of the Olympics, then they would be losing some profit um, when it comes to that. But you got to think about the uh, on the other side. 
for the Olympics, you know how many jerseys they could sell? Olympic jerseys they could sell with these players' names on the back of them? They can make money that way. They can do... There are certain things they can do to get money. Um, because, I mean, look, they are the fifth-ranked um, league, sports league, by revenue. So, the NFL is blowing out everybody. They're making $13 billion. They made $13 billion last season. Major League Baseball made $9.5 billion. Premier League, um, English and Welsh Football League, $5.3 billion. The National Basketball Association makes $4.8 million. And the NHL comes in at fifth with $3.7 billion. Now, that sounds like a lot of money. But compared to these other sports leagues that we're talking about, it's not very high. So I understand their concern with losing out on some money in the league because getting more money in the league makes it makes it more profitable, makes it more um, appealing to these television stations that want to show these games, and it, it gives it a better audience for people to watch and people to follow the NHL, um, especially after the the kneeling situation that happened in NFL. I, a lot of people actually went to hockey, went to the NHL to watch that this season because of that, because they're not talking about politics in the NHL. They're just playing their game. So, you know, I understand that they would be losing some money, but still, I think that in the long run, because they're all about they're all about sharing the game of hockey with everybody, and so I think that going to the Olympics, you can do that on an on an international stage. And if players from the NHL are very successful, like they have been in the past, then I think that they can they can advocate for hockey worldwide. And I, I think that that would help a lot in the long run, um, even if it doesn't happen financially. Um, in the short term, it will help in the long run. So I think that it is a, a bad move by the NFL, by the NHL, by Gary Bettman to pull their players this season um, from the Olympics. But hopefully in four years with the collective bargaining agreement that's coming up, I think that they'll be able to work out going to the Olympics of Beijing. Yeah, Dylan, we had um, the trade alliance is coming up the NHL on this upcoming Monday. But again, Dylan, your Preds, they're rumored to be looking at Eric Carlson, the defenseman uh, for the Ottawa no, Senators. No, 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 no. You're not sold on that. I'm not sold on it. <laughs> uh, if you see our defense, we got Matias Ekholm, we got Ryan Ellis, we got PK Subban, Roman Yossi, Yannick Weber. We have some very, very good defensemen already. We have arguably the best defense in the NHL and the top scoring defense in the NHL this season. So. I don't know where this rumor came from. I, I think it was um, the score. The score.com was the main um, the main place that was talking about this trade, saying that we were going to be giving up Eli Tolvanen, when that, which that's not going to happen. David Poyle is drooling on himself, waiting to see Eli Tolvanen in a Preds jersey. He really wants it to happen this season for the for the um, the playoffs. But Eli Tolvanen, that we were going to be giving up a defenseman, uh, one of our top four D men. Uh, like P.K. Subban, Ryan Ellis, um, Roman Yossi, or Matias Ekholm. Um, they, some picks. I mean, we're not going to be giving up that much for a defenseman. We, we have a very good defensive core right now. I don't think that's going to happen. I see us more going towards a forward because we need a winger. I think we need a scoring winger right now um, to elevate our game. But, I mean, we'll talk about it in just a few minutes. Uh, we're 
playing pretty well right now. Um, we'll talk about our scoring and stuff too. We'll get into that one once we go to our updates for the Preds and the Caps. But I, I, I do not see us going for Eric Carlson. However, last night um, after we beat the San Jose Sharks, the last few minutes of the game, P.K. Subban was not on the ice. And there was speculation from people saying that he got off the ice because of a potential trade and a blah, blah, blah. If he was getting traded, he would not have been on the ice. He wouldn't have played. So I think that um, people just need to slow their roll. There's an update coming from Coach Laviolette today, which we should be hearing about fairly soon in the next few hours, I'm I'm, I'm guessing. So we'll see what happens there. But I I, I seriously do not see us trading away any of our demon. I want our team to stay the same. I actually think we have a very strong team. We're very deep when it comes to um, forwards, when it comes to demon. If we were going to trade, we would need to get a, another forward, I think. I think we need another winger. Um, but we have we have the one, the only, Mike Fisher coming back. Mr. Carrie Underwood is coming back to the Nashville Predators very, very soon. And so having him on the ice, I think, will um, will put us over the hump. I think that we will definitely be a very, very... Um, high caliber team going into the playoffs and we have a very good shot of beating any team that plays up against us in the playoffs to reach the Stanley Cup final again. Well, Dylan, speaking of defenseman, your boy, Shea Weber for the Montreal Canadiens, he's going to be out for the rest of the season as he uh, got injured uh, for the Canadiens. So, unfortunately for him, but hopefully he'll get better and we'll see him back next season. Uh, Dylan, I know you kind of elaborated on a little bit, but let's do a little Preds-Cavs update. I'll start with my Washington Capitals. Uh, my Capitals, Dylan... We've been uh, pretty rough. It's been, uh, I think we've only won one of our last three games so far. So the Capitals, we had a game against, who do we play? We played, dog gum, it looks up. But anyway, <laughs> last we'll start with last night. Last night we had a very emotional game against the Florida Panthers last night. Uh, the Panthers, of course, were doing a tribute for uh, the shooting victims for the Marjorie Douglas uh High school shooting. They had on their uh, um, MDS like uh, Douglas High School, Marjorie Douglas High School, like strong on their uh, jerseys. So that's and Luongo cool. actually came out and spoke before the game as well. Yeah, um, so Roberto Luongo he uh, did an emotional speech and basically was talking about you know enough is enough. We gotta do more. And you know, you know, Dylan, he lived in Parkland. He lives in Parkland, Florida, where the whole situation happened. So he says he's gonna fight for that and supports what the kids are doing, doing all that. So that's great. But to the game, last night against the Capitals, or against the Panthers, excuse me, we lost. We were up 2-1 to one late in the game, uh, and the Panthers, give them credit, they scored two late goals with like less than two minutes to go in the game uh, for them to get the win. So credit to the Panthers. We'll see if that will bounce them in the playoff race. But for my Capitals, Dylan, we've now lost five of our last seven games. The, our last one was against the Buffalo Sabres on Monday night. We won that game 3-2. But we lost the Lightning, 42. And then, of course, we got Brazil, 7-1, by the Blackhawks last Saturday. So, the Capitals' defense has been struggling. I know they made some trades uh, to, to boost that defensive core, to get some more depth. Eric Carlson's available. So, I, know, I mean, you guys can go after him. <laughs> no, no, the Caps are going to break the bank for that move. <laughs> but we'll see the Caps turn around. Barry Trotz has said he doesn't like the way the team's playing, so he's going to make some adjustments. And the Caps were still in first place, despite losing... Five to seven games, getting points here and there. We're still on top of the Metropolitan Division. But we got a game tomorrow night against the Buffalo Sabres. So we'll see if we can bounce back back. Speaking of the Senators, we do play them on Tuesday. So maybe we might have something going on there. 
There you go. But anyway, Dylan, how are the Preds looking? The Preds, man, um, they were looking kind of bad for a little while. Um, last week, they actually won one and lost two. And um, coming into Monday against the Ottawa Senators, they were back at home. That was the last last home game in their four-game home stretch they had. Um, and so we actually beat Ottawa 5-2. to two. Then we played against Detroit in Detroit and beat them 3-2. to two. And then last night, San Jose, we played them at home and we blew them out 7-1. to one. Same thing we did last season against them at home with the game that I went to um, in Nashville. And we, we blew them out 7-1. to one. Phenomenal game. Our offense is clicking on all our cylinders right now. Uh, it, it's, it's very interesting to see what a week can do with a team, especially going on a two-game losing streak. We have not gone on a three-game losing streak um, this season. I'm not sure. I think we might have earlier in the season, but it's, it's been a long time. So um, congratulations to the Preds. They're, they're doing a great job so far. There was a big milestone the Pecorine hit last night, which I'll talk about in my final thoughts today. But um, yeah, the Preds are actually looking really, really good. I, I think that closing in on the trade deadline, we're just looking forward to the signing of Mike Fisher. And if there's some big news coming out of Nashville, we'll keep you updated. I mean, I, it would be a it would be a shock to me if we did trade for Eric Carlson, like we talked about just a moment ago. But you know, crazier things have happened. We we got rid of our our captain a few seasons ago to get PK Subban, and um, you know we see where we're at with that trade right now. PK Subban's on the ice, Shea Weber's not. So. You know, uh, I think it was a good move by the, by the the Preds to get PK Subban. I think it's it's in David Poyle we trust at this point. I, I I'm putting all my trust in David Poyle because he got us to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. His team, the players he put on this team, were the reason why we got to the Stanley Cup Finals. So I think it'll be interesting to watch in the next few weeks. And um, we're going to play St. Louis on Sunday of this coming up week. So. I'm looking forward to that game. <clears throat> All right, Dylan, on to our football recap of the week. And as the latest out of balance, we are here to recap the latest from the beautiful game. And for my weekend recap, we're going to basically recap the FA Cup as we do have some big games that happened this past weekend over in England. Manchester United defeated Huddersfield Town 2-0. So they're going to advance to the next round. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur, they had a struggle against Rockdale. And they had to finish. They had a 2-1 lead going late, but Rockdale got a goal late to go 2-2, so they have to play a second leg later on. Of course, the biggest upset was Man City losing to Wigan 1-0. So Man City, they are another favorite that was going to win the FA Cup, but now they are out. All right, Dylan, Orlando City and Orlando Pride News. Orlando City, of course, they announced signing up on Monday, Sunday. They brought him in from Senegal, so he's going to be a new defensor, defense defender excuse me, for Orlando City. Uh, Orlando City's been doing their preseason. We got a big game this weekend against your boys, Dylan, Nashville SC. Woo-woo. So that'll be on the 25th. And they're doing their promotion of the kickoff to soccer. That's for both Orlando City and Orlando Pride. As they're doing a combined event, getting the fans excited for the season. So very excited on that. Go to OrlandoCity.com. That's where they have all the information for that event. It's a series of events going up, leading up to their first game. So check it out, guys. On to some soccer news. So for soccer news, it's going to be the Champions League. And the Champions League this week, man, it's big games. Bayern München <clears throat> defeated Besiktas 5-0 in the first leg. Barcelona and Chelsea was the big game. 
Uh, Chelsea had a lead with a goal from Willian, but Messi gets a goal late for Barcelona to tie at 1-1 in the first leg. Man United, Sevilla got a 0-0 draw, and shocked to the Nets, defeated AS Roma 2-1. And over in the Europa League, most notable match was Arsenal hanging on for a 4-2 aggregate lead over Ossesans, which is over in Sweden, Dylan. So they advanced to the round of 16, where they got the draw today, and they're going to be playing AC Milan in the next round. So we'll see how Arsenal does. All right, Dylan. My game to watch this week, you got two big games. You got in the Premier League, you got Chelsea against Manchester United. That's a 9.05 on Sunday on NBCSN. And then, of course, you got Arsenal taking on Manchester City and the EFL League Cup Final. That's going to be at 11.30 on ESPN3, I believe. And now, include my football recap of the week. On to some miscellaneous news. The Miracle on Ice Stick is selling for, or actually sold for $290,000. And who knows? Maybe even this uh, miracle. Arizona stick, yeah, man. Maybe this miracle and ice stick we saw in the in the Pyeongchang Olympics this year, where the women's team might might do the same thing in in several decades. Um, but yeah, that's that's huge news. Uh, that game was absolutely phenomenal. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. Oh, Michael's, that's yeah, that classic. Have you seen incredible. the movie? I have. Yeah, the movie it's, it so well. And in the the rah rah speech that the coach gives at the very end, uh, Herb phenomenal. Brooks. Oh, phenomenal! Such a good movie. Um, Mike Patrick is leaving ESPN after 35 years as a sportscaster. So um, happy retirement to him, I guess you could say. A, f- a fantastic career there with ESPN. Former Heisman Trophy winner Chris Weinke uh, will be Tennessee's new running back coach, which I'm very excited about. I think that. Uh, they're doing the right things there in Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt is bringing in the right guys, the right crew. Um, it's going to be a very exciting season for Tennessee football. Even if they don't make it as far as I think they can this coming up season, I think give it two or three years, and, and Jeremy Pruitt's going to make that team a, a contender. I think it's going to be really, really exciting to watch. Um, and maybe we can see something you know, with Texas playing in there as well soon, too. So. We'll see. Um, Kirk Herbstreet will replace John Gruden on ESPN draft coverage this year. And we still have no word on if Peyton Manning is going to be John Gruden's replacement in the booth on Monday Night Football. But has there been any news on that front at all? No news as of yet, but apparently ESPN is making ways that they're going to change the Monday Night Football crew again, making big moves. And there's talk that they might move Sean McDonough to another role if they bring in Peyton Manning. So we'll see, but ESPN, they're definitely, like you said, back in the truck for Peyton Manning. And with all these indications, rumors going on on the internet right now, they're going for it. I, I don't know who they'll replace Sean McDonough with, though. I mean, I, who are they going to put in that spot? That That's... I don't know. I mean... That's, that's just been the rumor, but we'll know one way or another. Because Peyton Manning's not going to be a play-by-play guy. He's going to be a, co- a color commentator. Yeah. So we need a play-by-play guy to go in there, so... Um, we'll see who will. Rumor might be Steve Levy, but I don't know. Uh, Steve Levy to me is a hockey guy. Uh, yeah, he's a hockey guy. I don't really see, and also being a play-by-play announcer, that that's it's a little bit tougher than than color commentating. Well, Steve Levy, he has done college football, so maybe an NFL game might work, but I don't know. We'll maybe have to wait and see. Maybe so. All right. Well, let's move on to our winners and losers for this week. JT, I will give you the microphone first, sir. All right, Dylan. Well, my winner this week is going to be. Obviously, the U.S. woman for hockey, done a great job making history, coming back to beat Canada. And, you know, you are inspirational to all the ladies out there for hockey. And I hope for the, w, the NWHL, they will get behind you guys and market that league a little more. And 
promote that league to women. So that's be pretty awesome. But congrats on those guys. And of course, Team Germany, Deutschland, for upsetting Canada, making history. So good luck to the guys against the Olympic athletes of Russia. Uh, my loser this week, Dylan, is going to be the Fox News reporter. Reporter, 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 reporter. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> uh, Laura Ingraham, as she made comments this past weekend to LeBron James by basically telling him to shut up and dribble. Now, Dylan, here's the thing I don't understand. Media wants to get athletes for not taking political roles, roles or making a stand, all these things. But LeBron James, he's done that. And I don't understand. Him and Lindsey Vaughn this past week got criticized by Trump supporters for speaking out against the president. So is this a trend now? Anytime you speak against the president, you're going to get bashed? I mean, come on. I mean, LeBron James, he's an inspiration kid. He's doing things to the African-American community in Cleveland. He's donating money all over the place. LeBron James is doing his job. So props to LeBron James for stepping up saying, I'm not going to shut up and dribble, and I'm just going to do what I've been doing. What are you doing? And Laura Ingraham, look, Fox, ESPN's been correct for sticking to politics, and ESPN, please stick to sports. But Fox News, if you can't get your facts right with the sports stuff, just, just stick with the news, okay? Stick with the news. No fake news, please. But that's fake, my loser this week. No fake news zone. That's what it is. <laughs> and on this show, you will never have fake news. So, Guaranteed. Guaranteed. All right, so my winners and losers this week. Kirk Cousins is getting his massive payday um, with some team. As of right now, it looks like the, the Jets are going to be his, his um, most possible landing spot when it comes to being the starting quarterback there. He's going to be getting $60 million up front guaranteed. There's a report out there saying $60 million up front in that contract to where they'll still have room to uh, grow uh, as, as, an, or, as an organization and put pieces around Kirk Cousins to be successful there in, in New York. So we'll see if that actually happens. We'll see who lands Kirk Cousins, but the Jets are pushing really, really hard for Kirk Cousins right now. And my loser this week is Jocelyn LaRoque from the women's Canadian team for hockey. She uh, was being awarded the silver medal on the podium. And right after they put the medal around her neck, she took off the medal on TV. This has happened. This is the second time it's happened on national television. Uh, I forgot what it happened when it happened last time. But the uh, same thing kind of happened where a player took off his medal Threw it in the stands. We talked about it on this show several several months ago. But, I mean, come on. There are so many teams, even if you're upset that you lost against the United States. United States is a very powerful team. They were a really, really good team this season. So, just hold your head up high that you played a good game. You got to the final game, and you just came up a little bit short. This is the first time you've come up short in a long time. So, let somebody else get the gold medal for right now. Especially with the other teams who didn't get in that last game, in the gold medal match. All the other teams, the bronze medalists and everybody underneath them, they would have died or done anything to get in your spot in the silver in the silver medal. So, I mean, slow your roll. I mean, okay, just stay in your lane, keep the medal on, on TV, and then get frustrated backstage. I mean, but other than that, just don't, come on. Like, really? It, it's, it's still an honor for your country to get the silver medal, at least. It's, it's an honor for any country to get any medal, but... I know you won a gold, but guess what? Work harder next year in four years. Next time you guys go to the Olympics, win it. Just shut up about it. Don't complain about not winning this year and work hard to get it next year. So that's my, that's all I'm saying. Uh, final thoughts, JT. I'll go with you first. Well, my final thought, Dylan, is just wishing Landon Donovan best of luck in Mexico. Of course, he came out of retirement uh, to play soccer in Mexico. And so far, Liga MX, he's played one game, but they are scheduled to play a friendly against the San Jose, his old team, 
the San Jose Earthquakes next month in a friendly. So that's pretty exciting. And Landon Donovan, I don't know if you noticed him, but he speaks Spanish and English. So he's been a big hit for Club Leon over in Mexico. And I hope, I know he's 35, 36 years old, but I hope, you know, he's not using it as a marketing thing and he's just trying to focus on, you know, getting his career back. And he's made it personal. He wants to bounce back out of everything that's happened, him getting dropped from the U.S., uh, not Olympic, but the World Cup team back in 2014. And he's trying to redeem himself. So I wish him the best of luck. And uh, he does, he says for his coach, he likes to see an American take over the coaching job whenever the World Cup is over in July. But that's my final thought. Dylan, what's your final thought? My final thought goes out to Pekka Rene, um, the goaltender for the National Predators. He actually had his 100th win last night. Of, uh, I mean, sorry, 300th win. What am I talking about? 300th win in his career last night. Phenomenal game by Pekka Rene. Congratulations to him. He is the 34th goaltender, I believe, in NHL history. And also the third or fourth Finnish goaltender to ever hit that mark. So congratulations to him. And thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. You can follow us on Facebook, Out of Bounds with Dylan James. You can also follow us on Twitter, at OOB Podcast. You can email me at Dylan at OutOfBoundsPodcast.com. And you can also email JT, JT at OutOfBoundsPodcast.com. Um, with any comments, concerns, uh, ideas you want for the show, we're more than happy to listen to those. Thanks for listening to the show once again, and we will talk to you guys next week. Sports Talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. I'm Stephen Jodderan from Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Hi, I'm Armand Kafai. Be sure to give us a listen for the best coverage in American soccer. Follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod and give us a subscription on iTunes and Google Play. You don't want to miss it. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire. The Gen Service team is licensed, bond, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740-438-7173. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing. Interior, exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ugh? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. We are not Vegas, guys. We're just two guys from South Carolina. Making our picks. Doing what we love. That's it. No bunkum, no bullshit. We don't have credit cards at the day. We're not hanging out with Frella Mafia. Even though we wish we were. The Burger and Badass Show. Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturday morning from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Exclusively on WBLZ Sports. We got the balls. Danny, I need that ball.
Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Or are you going to get me the oh, ball? I'll get you the, oh, get the oh, ball. Get me the 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 ball. Get